Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Hmm. Yes, it's quite possible. Welcome to the NFC East Show. The only show keeping the NFC East honest. Williams, how you doing? I'm doing great. Or better. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since we, since we last spoke. <laughs> oh, <man>. um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we're continuing our all 2000s team, our offseason series. Last episode, we did the offensive line, some spicy takes in there. The only one player we agreed on, big old Sean O'Hara anchoring it. I'm excited <laughs> to see what we got coming up next. We're going to be talking secondary and wide receivers. So finishing out the defense and starting to build out our offenses a little bit more. I, I like pairing these guys up because we also get to, you know, imagine what it's like. These matchups are like, and I think the NFC East in the two thousands had amazing, like hall of fame level talent at both these positions. Yeah, certainly. I think, um, I almost feel like the depth wasn't that amazing after a certain extent, but the elite of the elite talent is some of the best to ever play the game. So. Yes, one hundred percent. All right, so let's let's dive into it. Do you want to do uh, do you want to do corners first? I feel like wide receivers is gonna yeah. Be let's let's do corners. Let's do corners and safeties first. So uh, okay. all right, let's uh let's just do left corner, right corner. Who do you got at left corner, man? I've got uh, Troy Vincent. Troy Vincent, I went the opposite end of the 2000s. But I really? also picked, okay, him. Okay. I picked Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel, wow, okay. Yeah. So you went very pure kind of cover corner, like interception machine yeah. type guy. I went, again, like for those of you who may not know, I'm really trying to approach this team in like a physical 2000s aspect with like basically just like who would get featured on like jacked up uh, and other just kind of bring the violence type uh, play style. And I think Troy Vincent is, is the closest you can get to that at cornerback. I think you're, I think you're spot on. Honestly, this was between Asante and Troy Vincent for me, but I, I think what I was thinking when architecting this defense was I have my, I have my, my anchor, I, I was going for pass. I was going for the Howard Roseman special, like pass rush up front, try to generate turnovers. Right. And I like the idea of kind of a rangy corner, like interception Hawk, hoping to get some dud pop flies coming out from the quarterback, you know, um, yeah. someone that gets in the quarterback's head, makes some doubt throwing in that direction, but isn't necessarily a blank. Like, I really like that fit. And I also just really love Asante Samuel. I think, I think he's, I think he got too much hate during his time in Philly because he wasn't a player like Troy Vincent, but I think he's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Asante Samuel is like the Cole Handles of football players. Like, just never. <laughs> something about him is not. Like, his forearms aren't big enough or something for Philadelphians. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know, it's just like there, there are just players that, no matter how legitimately all time great they are, Philly just does not like because they look, <laughs> act, walk, talk, and play like they do. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and, like, the funny thing is, is, like, it's not like 
we joke a lot of it comes down to some veiled vestigial racism with yeah. with Philly fans but in this situation I don't think it is I, I think they legitimately love their their hard-hitting Troy Vincent uh you know Bobby Taylor type corners you know right. and Asante was such an off kind of perceived as soft cornerback that like it is like they just didn't like him but I his style of play is inimitable and I think he's one of the best corners of all time and I think he fits so well with what I'm trying to do on defense yeah I mean I think it's a great pick uh certainly a disruptive guy with like a nose for the football nine interceptions in 2009 um definitely could do a lot I wonder if also some of the Philly dislike is because he started his career with New England you know yeah so not only is he not a homegrown boy but he's also playing for the most hated team of the last 20 years so something to do with that as well yeah and you know he he did also completely live up to his reputation at some times of being soft where he would try to level hits on people, but he'd yeah. often he'd often bounce right off them. So that's I, just, I don't. That's like that's like ninety five percent of cornerbacks, though. People talk about like they're just you're, they're like one hundred and ninety pounds. It's totally different. Yeah. Anyway, but not Troy Vincent, which is why I yeah. took him because I am from Philly, baby, and that's how we're going to do things here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you got on the right side? I took Champ Bailey. Uh, I also took Champ Bailey. Yeah. You can't not. This to me was like, <laughs> you want to talk about one of the best cornerbacks of all time. I think Champ Bailey is the best. Oh, man. Now, he's 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 a top three cornerback that I've ever watched, you know, in, in 20 years of watching football. Just yeah. such a good cover corner. His time in Washington, uh, again, kind of unfortunately – marred by underperformance everywhere else but in some ways i think that just made him shine brighter like he was so good with no help um and then he went to denver and just you know did the same thing that like proved that he could do it anywhere but obviously we're just thinking about his nfc east time but to me this is a no-brainer pick i mean just a, just everything if you built a cornerback in the lab i would probably build champ bailey yeah uh again could not say it better myself i think just in terms of the fit on my defense too champ Bailey's locking down whoever he's on and i just love the idea of okay a quarterback's got the ball in his hands got to get it out in three seconds i love the thought that most of the balls are going to go to asante samuel in that in that heuristic and then like 30 percent of them are going to get picked off you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Champ's yeah. going to lock down whoever's on the other side. And your spacing and who you're going to test is going to be Asante, you know? Yeah. And Which really plays into Asante's ball hawk strength. Yes. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't want to throw towards Champ, like, at all. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It checks out to me. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Champ can't say enough good things about Champ Bailey. Really wish yeah, he was on the Eagles. Really, like. I think, but I think all other thirty teams in the NFL he didn't play for could say that about Champ Bailey. Really wish. Oh, well, <laughs> he was also just like the coolness factor was through the roof with yeah. Champ Bailey. His name kicks ass, and uh, <laughs> he just had he just had a vibe about him that was like, yeah, he just knew how good he was. He he was the best. Yeah, completely agree. All right, let's uh let's go one level back. Let's do safeties. I actually picked a swing corner safety, someone that I think that uh, can easily, if I need to play 
a nickel or, you know, someone in the slot, right? I also think could shift down, but can also do a job at strong safety. I'll start out just by saying that name. I picked Roy Williams to be that guy for me. Okay. I also took Roy Williams. Just yeah, as a there classic, you go. This is a classic <laughs> safety. So, dude, we're finally on the same page. Here. <laughs> this is the least contentious segment we've had so far. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just, the re- I love Roy Williams for his flexibility. I think he's a, a cl- like, I, I think a lot about, you know, you know, it's putting it through the Eagles lens, like Malcolm Jenkins and his ability to like, he could play corner and coverage. He can play basically linebacker, you know, and, you know, and like play run, or he can like play center field. I just see Roy Williams, maybe not as physical as like a Malcolm Jenkins, but like similar type of versatility in the secondary, like can do everything and can do it above average or at a all pro level, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think Roy Williams is just a, a good, classic 2000s player. Probably, if there's one thing about him, maybe the knock on him is like a straight line speed. But um, he also basically made force the league to outlaw the horse collar tackle. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was his go-to move. <laughs> I kind of hated him at that time. But in retrospect, when you're building an all-2000s team, especially when you're like me and you're building it around – kind of violence uh you have to have roy williams on that squad i think he i think he had an edge to him and uh it's i think he was he, he's definitely a bright spot on an otherwise kind of underwhelming cowboys secondary of the of that era yeah and i love that you brought up the horse collar because that is a that is a staple of the nfc east in the 2000s just we're the division that got the horse collar banned you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I when I think of Roy Williams, I think of him like horse collaring, like I kill you to somebody, and me like being on the couch just screaming furiously. <laughs> it's it's just a vibe. It just, it, there's something very nostalgic about Roy Williams. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. Now, if we don't agree on who the last safety is, I'm literally going to punch you in the face. <laughs> it's Brian Dawkins. It's Brian, it has to be Brian Dawkins. It's Brian Dawkins. Yes, yeah. <laughs> One of the best safeties ever. I, you you hit me with the spiel this time. Ah oh, man, what? Ah oh, man, I'm really not prepared. <laughs> All right. No no, no 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 no. Let me do this. Let me do this. It's just I get really emotional when talking about Brian Dawkins. Like literally, I can't. What a player! Like, literally, can trust him to do anything, anything on the football field. I would trust him to be running back. I would trust him to, I would trust him to be a wide receiver. Like not necessarily be good. He would just be high effort and like be charismatic and like, just he's just a consummate football player and his ability to play center field, but also with such an, almost like a linebacker's nose for the ball as well. Coming up in run support. Um, It's hard to imagine a better, just like, professional football player than Brian Dawkins, just like as a man, as a teammate, as a performer, as a, as an icon in the city. I yeah. just like, I don't know. If, I don't know if non Philly people, maybe they do realize how beloved Brian Dawkins is. Like, I think, I, I think he's probably everybody's favorite, like many, many, many people's favorite Eagle of their whole lives. Yep. You know, like 
if you're under the age of 60 or over the age of like 15, Brian Dawkins is probably your favorite Eagle. And it's probably not particularly close. Yeah. It he's, he's the prototype for how Philadelphia wants their football players to play. He really, he really is. Yeah. You know? I mean, just very physical, does a little bit of everything, could stop the run, could even sack the quarterback. Um, captain, like emotional leader of the defense for sure. Uh, and so I, many, so many signature plays. If you're an yeah. Eagles fan that just stick out, like I, I'm half joking about being able to play offense, but he did have the incredible fake punt touchdown in the early two thousands <laughs> as well. That began to start the legend, uh, the flying, uh, strip fumble <laughs> yep. uh, against yep. the giants. The yep. suplex against the, the suplex is what I is what I <laughs> the suplex is what I what comes to mind for me. I hated um, Brian Dawkins, which is a, which is only a compliment, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think he's that player for the division, and I I miss him. I I wish football had <laughs> Brian Dawkins still. Yeah, another. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a shame. Another guy that went to Denver, also him and Jim yeah. Bailey. Yeah, I, it was weird that he went to Denver. To me, they could have found a way to keep him around. I don't know. I mean, Just that's yeah. That that ending, I think we all agreed, didn't go the way it probably could have or should have. Um, yeah. I think the Eagles got a little bit too uh, spreadsheet nerd about their cap. Yeah, right. <laughs> when like I get at, it, but he wasn't necessarily yeah. a. Uh, expensive player at that point in his career and it was just like a on principle like it was like we don't we don't sign safeties past the same yeah. you know yeah and we're just very cold and logical about it like they would for most other players and most other players you don't really care that much and it makes organizational sense but for a guy that is that beloved and his value kind of transcends what he gives on the football field really yeah it, it was a little bit of a sour taste end there in Philly. Yep. But yeah. Okay. I mean, well, that, I mean that's the closest we've we've gotten to. The only on disagreement is Asante and Troy Vincent, but I also understand why yeah, we disagree. That's, I don't a, think that's a polite. Yeah, that's a gentleman's sure. disagreement. I think <laughs> I, I understand what you're going for on your team, and if if it were me, I'd pick Troy Vincent too. But it wasn't, and I'm trying to get I'm trying to get those interceptions, baby. You know, yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> get forced to fumbles. It. Yeah, you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about interceptions really much at all. I'm interested in wide receivers. Where do you want? Do you want to go slot? Yeah, right let's, let's start. Let's start in the slot. I think. All right, my slot receiver is Santana Moss. Okay, same here. <laughs> I think we actually might be completely aligned on this. We, I think maybe. We'll see. All There's right. one that I'm not sure about, but we'll see. Uh, Walk me. I, lo- I mean, I think Santana Moss is, is underrated in like yes. the macro level, just like NFL league legacy. And I think it's just because he languished on Washington for the entire 2000s. But literally, like, the reason why I picked him for the slot is, like, he's one of the few wide receivers that I think you can legitimately say can line up at all three positions and be a threat. 
Like he's yeah. a great deep ball threat. He had some size and some physicality to him. Like he could wrestle with a corner to get a ball out of the air, but he was, he had the change of direction and shiftiness to be, to run a full route tree out of the slot as well. And I think that especially in this like mythical all 2000 scenario where you can pair him with like two yeah. other like all pros, right. It's just like a no brainer, like throw Santana Moss in the slot and your offense is probably going to be unstoppable. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of another receiver in the mid to late two thousands who got separation like Santana Moss, like Randy Moss, like, like, like very, yeah. very few guys like, and I think part of his issue was he was a deep ball threat who spent his whole career being thrown to by like the Jason Campbells of the world. Or yeah. Even in, even in for the jets, I mean, probably Chad Pennington or somebody, right? Like not strong armed quarterbacks by any means or super accurate ones. And he had a, he was always the focal point of um, the other team's secondary. And he, yeah, I think shorthanded so fast, just home run hitter, Deshaun Jackson type before Deshaun Jackson kind of guy that can change a game in a second. So I completely agree there. There was no other pick for me at the slot. Yeah. I think, I think you're spot on with, you know, what you're saying about Santana Moss as well, where I think also maybe with like one other wide receiver and a great quarterback, you could also get flexible with him and ask him to do more and be more of a multidimensional threat. But in every offense he was ever in, he was basically just like, just run, just go, you know, we, yeah. need, we need something to like open up the space <laughs> for like all these other mid tier players Quentin Portis needs to get the ball <laughs> handed off to him. <laughs> And you're you know? a distraction, yeah. <laughs> which is just such a waste for, I think legitimately one of the best wide receivers in the mid two thousands, but you know, his career was what it was. Now he, yeah. now, now we can have new life on our all two thousands team. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Santana Moss is doing okay. I think, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe not. We should look into that. But <laughs> I, I guarantee you that, uh, of, of, Washington fans who they remember fondly Santana Moss is disproportionately high up on that list relative yeah. to general NFL awareness, just because I think anyone of you who's who watched a lot of him knows how good he was. Yeah. And a uh, fun fact, the giants drafted his little brother, Sonoris Moss. Yeah. And like the second round complete bust status. I mean, never, <laughs> I remember not even close to the same thing. <laughs> I think he also had injuries the whole time, but like, yeah, it's like, yeah, he's like Santana Moss, but like smaller and slower and more fragile, uh, no killer instinct. It's like, okay. But I think that says the fact that the Giants drafted this dude in the second round. He got the Santana Moss says, bump. Exactly. <laughs> they, they, they knew. They knew. They were like, man, if this is guys like 80% of the guy that we play every year, we have to have him on the team. Yeah. You know? All right. Who do you got? Who do you got lining out um, in wide receiver two out on the right? Oh, wide receiver two. I mean, I guess the question is for me, like these next two guys are kind of similar. So mm-hmm. it's a question of like who you want as your X and your Z receiver. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, I took as my, my wide receiver two. Uh, Terrell Owens. All right. The, the, I mean, just, just, 
kind of what, honestly, what Brian Dawkins is to um, safeties, Terrell Owens is to wide receivers in terms of being about as complete and as technically gifted as you can expect to have. Um, obviously, kind of a, a relative head case, but that's also kind of something you're okay with in a wide receiver, you know? Yeah. I'm okay if my wide receiver is a crazy diva who puts up stupid numbers and trash talks and riles up opposing fans. Like, I'm, I'm into all of that. So, Drell Owens, big, physical, great hands, uh, can do everything, you know, red zone threat, open field, um, and, like, demands double coverage, which, again, when you have Santana Moss going deep, suddenly the world's kind of your oyster, can run every route, like... This was this was a no brainer for me. Who did yep. you take? Uh, I mean, I'll just say Terrell Owens as well, just because I want to build up the suspense to see if we potentially disagree with the third. Right? Okay. I do have it as my one, not my two. Um, whether it matters or not, really, these are two outside yeah. guys. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, right. I, I didn't really, um, I didn't really make so, too much of a distinction, but. But I, I completely agree with you. Um, I hope that Philly is over the breakup at this point and can see Terrell Owens for what he is. I understand why we were hurt at the time, but the dude is an absolute stud. And like I, I think he deserves to be a, an Eagles legend and a Cowboys legend for what it's worth. You know, like probably yeah. one of the one of the few uh what's the word I want to say? Um like left a similar legacy at two different NFC East teams <laughs> right. such that yeah. like uh, almost bridging the gap between Cowboys and Eagles fans. The you great know unifier. Mean? Terrell Owens. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, but it's like, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, like not a burner, but very like fast enough speed to break the top off size, knew how to use his body. Well, in the air, just literally like throw a ball anywhere in like the general neighborhood of Trell Owens. And there is a 95% chance he's coming down with it. And then he's going to score and then make the other team feel terrible about the fact that just the the mere (laughs) fact that they had to play Terrell Owens that week. You know what I mean? Like, and that's like, man, I love that attitude. I loved it when he was with the Eagles. Of course I hated it when the divorce happened, you know, like, but I think I'm over it. Like I can see him for what he is, and I just appreciate him as a player. Like legitimately, one of the best players in the 2000s. Yeah, and yeah. Like an NFL legend, you know. Yeah, I think I think there's no weakness in Owen's game, um, and he is just so technical. You know, yeah. like his routes were perfect. That's that's the thing with him that I think people kind of don't appreciate is it was very clear that he was like a workaholic. You know, in addition to being naturally very gifted, but he wasn't like Randy Moss gifted, you know, he was also just an obsessive, like he, he did have the details. He knew what routes he wanted to run. His hands were impeccable. Like I, yeah, I think that's part of why I think that's part of why he played so late into his career. It's like, you know, you know, he wasn't putting highlights down with the Bengals and, the bills, et cetera. Right. But it's like, he was good enough to be a player into his late thirties on as a journeyman, because he was that technically gifted and he could force still force the defense into bad positions late into his career. You know, yep. even if Definitely. it was more of like, I'm going to open up the offense for the rest of the team by that time, you know, it was still like, 
he could still do it and legitimately one of the best wide receivers of all time. Yep. You know, couldn't not pick him. All right. So we're aligned on the first two. Yep. Do I say my last one first? Yeah, do it. I went with Plax. Same here. Man. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you had to do it. Yeah, Dude, this no, is the no. most peaceful Kumbaya episode <laughs> ever. This is but unreal. Like, how could you, like, I don't, like, I defy anyone going through this exercise that wouldn't pick these three. Right. It, it actually, like, there's not that much choice behind them, in my opinion. And these three work so well together. That's what I'm saying. It's like not just how good these players are, but just imagine what a three-headed monster of Santana Moss, Terrell Owens, and Plaxico Burris is. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you want to walk through Plexico or should I? I mean, you, you, you do Plexico. He was your guy. All right. Yeah, I think obviously Plexico is just a ridiculous red zone threat. Like just a total jump ball, go get it, six foot five target. Um with good hands, uh, had good good vertical speed as well. You know, could kind of be like a get slip behind the defense and raise his hand up. Um, but for me, really, is just a guy who's like, who? What cornerback do you put on him where you feel really good about the one on one matchup in like a corner fade situation? Like that's a ball that Plexico is going to come down with. Uh, and in addition, actually, he does a lot of the little things. He was he was a good blocker because he was so tall and so wanky. He could kind of keep guys at bay. Physical when he needed to be loved going up against physical cornerbacks and just dominating them. So not not a difficult choice for me, really. I think he, he adds that perfect complement of size and easy possession. Like, okay, it's third and six, like – T.O. If I don't want to throw to T.O. for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw to him. You know? Yeah. Uh, it seems weird to say, but like of these three, Plexico is like my money guy. You know what I mean? It's like there's <laughs> not that I think that like there's really any flaw in Santana Moss's or Terrell Owens game, especially if they're on the same team and any reason why they can't get open in any situation. But if for some reason the defense has to clamps down on my first two, it almost doesn't matter who they throw on Plexico Burris. If I throw it anywhere in that monster catch radius on like a six yard in route, or if I need the touchdown in the red zone, the fade is basically unbeatable. It's like his physicality, his size just creates so many plays you can run to him that are basically just easy money it is just it's just you know it's going to be what you're what you want to do with it. it's a first down touchdown you know it's he's money you know yeah yeah i think he really doesn't get as much love as he deserves from giants fans i've always loved plexico they just people just have a bad taste in the mouth because the whole gun thing yeah obviously it's it makes a lot of memes it's funny to reference uh, but the Giants were not going to win that year anyway. That's what people say is that like Plexico lost the Giants the Super Bowl. Anybody who was really watching the Giants team week in and week out knew that they were fading already due to other reasons. They were just kind of they hit their peak way too early and they were never going to make it over the hump. Yeah. Um, and I also just think Plexico had a certain. Like, this is. I don't know if we really want to get into this sort of thing, but like Plexico had like a type of swagger that in the mid two thousands among a certain populace was seen as like threatening or like, like, uh, 
I don't, yeah, you're laughing, but like, you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. I'm laughing because I've already called Philly racist earlier in the episode. We could just call it what it is. (laughs) Yeah, people are racist. Plexico got a bunch of North Jersey suburbanites uptight and protective of the kids. That's basically what it was. It was awful, but it was like the weird (laughs) energy and vibe, just like, you know, like fans on some level, I feel like gravitate towards players. They feel like they can have a beer with and Plexico gave off this really, you know, Plexico just scared them. He yeah. just scared them. But like for not, yeah. for not like good reasons, not yeah. like it's just like something people projected a certain personality onto Plexico or something that he was whiny, pouty, didn't try hard, all this stuff Yeah, that I just don't think was ever actually I true. I don't agree with clearly. those judgments at all. Not true in like his production, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's my two cents on Plexico. I think he's he's one of my favorite giants ever. You have to yeah, have he's to a perfect him. fit. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. wow, one disagreement, and and, and a thing. gentleman's disagreement as well. <laughs> no, no Todd Harriman's Larry Allen breakdown. <laughs> All right, uh, I think one thing I want to tease before we close is uh, we got to figure out who is the best team at some point at the end of this, I think, I think let's start teasing. Now, if any of the listeners, we're going to, we're going to put out a poll at the end of this and we want to know who you think the best team is. We've got, we're pretty evenly matched on based on this episode, but there's definitely some X factors, I think up front and uh, maybe potentially in the quarterback and halfback position that could turn the tide. I want to know whether my team's better and I want the fans (laughs) to decide. Okay. I hope that the vaunted Todd Harriman's fan club just is not aware of this. <laughs> Harriman's hive, assemble. We got to take this guy down. <laughs> I won't lobby too openly for my team, but I I stand steadfast that the Todd Harriman's haters outweigh the believers out there. This poll is just going to be an opinion poll on Todd Harriman's. It's going to have nothing com- to do with any other players we picked. <laughs> It's just a complete, like, do you like Todd Harriman's? Yes or no? Like, that's the whole... <laughs> All right, man. We got one more of these to do. I'm looking forward to it. Until then, have a good one. Thanks, brother. Same to you.